There really is no shortage of ways to build an animal, but there are rules to be followed. Rules with deep roots. My name is Devin Boker, and you are listening to The Wildlife. I'm so excited that you've joined me today, and I would love to hear from you. Whether it's questions or feedback, you can email me at hello at thewildlife.blog. If you'd like to support the show, you can do that simply by sharing an episode with someone else, leaving a review, or even signing up as a member at patreon.com slash thewildlife. Today's episode is part two of a mini-series called How to Build an Animal, which is itself a kickoff to my new zoology series, Class, a show exploring all of animal life, one class at a time. Today, we'll explore symmetry in the animal kingdom and get oriented with basic body directions as we explore how to build an animal. Stay tuned. Life is like a tree an endless tangle of branches reaching out in all directions with few straight lines. Yet the chaos can all be traced back to one single point of origin. In the case of the tree, that's the trunk. For us, and all other animals, that's Luca, the last universal common ancestor. Of course, animals aren't the whole tree. There are plants and fungi, bacteria. Animals are but one section let's say, the upper left side. At some point toward the base, in the thicker branches, we split off from other life. Every split as we move up the tree marks some new event, depending on how you're organizing things. Commonly, it'll come down to some new physical, anatomical characteristic. Jaws, vertebrae, segments, you name it, and there's a fork in the branches to point to. The evolution of DNA technologies has really revolutionized how we see this tree, but it also complicates things. For example, the lungfish is more closely related to a cow than to a salmon, which is, of course, another fish. How can that be? Is a cow a fish? Is a lungfish a cow? Do fish even exist? That's all a great discussion to have, but not right now, sorry. The point is this, sometimes shared anatomical traits don't necessarily mean close relatedness. Take birds and bats, or dolphins and sharks, for example. DNA and other molecular things can be an additional check on the relatedness of life. Some things have just been around and evolving for so long that eventually, even though they're from the same group, they end up technically more related to something completely different. Just through the separation of the eons. As animals, very, 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 very slowly came onto the scene, one of the first big signs that something new was happening to life was the development of tissues. Now, there's only one type of animal without them, and that's sponges. Sponges get their own branch of nearly 10,000 species, while a new one splits away, leading to all other animal life. The tissue gang, if you will. There are other ways of classifying or describing animals, though, like 
how the body was set up, specifically related to symmetry. Butterflies are symmetrical, and so are we. Sponges are not, for the most part, so we call them asymmetrical, meaning lacking symmetry. Asymmetrical. There's really no other way to put it. Of course, in terms of symmetry, there's not just one way. The first type that we see in animals is radial symmetry. That means it can be divided into two equal halves through the middle, no matter which direction it's divided from. Just like a pie, or a sea star, or a jellyfish. Those are radially symmetrical. If it can be evenly divided through a center point into roughly equal pieces, think cutting an apple pie in half through the middle, then it has radial symmetry. It's radial, no matter which way you slice it. The next and most common type of symmetry seen in animals is bilateral symmetry. It's super similar to radial, but different. It helps to dissect the word. Bi, of course, means two. Lateral, depending on how you're using the word, essentially means sides. Bilateral symmetry means that the thing that we are talking about can be split down the middle into two equal sides. Think of a butterfly. Actually, think about most animals because most of us have bilateral symmetry. That split can only happen in one direction. A centaur, which is not a real creature, can be split vertically into two identical sides, but if you tried to split it horizontally, well, you'd end up with half of a horse and half of a dude, and that's just upsetting. But being bilaterally symmetrical comes with another set of traits, something that we call cephalization. A key trait of mega importance evolutionarily is this thing called cephalization. Cephalization is a tendency for animals with bilateral body plans to have nervous tissue and sensory organs concentrated on one front end of the body. Take a head. The head end of animals is called the anterior. The bottom is called the posterior. And the next part is slightly tricky, depending on how you think about an animal's orientation. The backside of an animal is its dorsal side. Think of a shark or a dolphin's dorsal fin. Where that might get weird for you mentally is that our back is our dorsal side. With most animals, of course, when we're talking about the back end of the animal, we're referring to the posterior end, not the dorsal. An animal's front side, or its belly, is its ventral side. This is all, of course, related to the general shape or outside of the body. We haven't dived into what lies beneath or how any of it develops in the first place. This is just the beginning. Next time, we're going to define coelomates, pseudocoelomates, acoelomates, basically body cavities and everything in between. And we're going to look more closely at how any of this develops to begin with. Now, of course, hearing all of these is one thing. It's another thing entirely to see some visual examples, which is why I have put together, along with the transcript of this episode, a bunch of handy visuals that help you to, I don't know, get better oriented and put more of an image to the definitions. I am so thankful that you've spent your time with me today. I hope you feel like you've learned something new. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Devin Boker, and this is The Wildlife. Thank you.